This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good morning, Pastor Church families. Good to see you this morning. We welcome you here. We welcome not only you, but those of you that are watching on social media. We say a great big welcome from Pastor Church, Alexander City. You know, it's, it's amazing what social media, uh, social media has been able to, uh, to, to accomplish. And what I think is neat is, is that even though we're sitting right here in the comforts... Uh, Kim, I'm going to get you to turn that down just a little bit. <clears throat> Even though we're sitting in the comforts of, 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 of this sanctuary here in Alexander City, the unique thing about it is somewhere, somebody, somewhere else around the world right now is watching in some foreign country right now. They are watching this program. And I think that is so unique that we're able to spread the gospel, not just in our local community, but all around the world. If you have your Bibles, hold it up. This is a Bible time. Read, say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Since you have your Bibles in your hands... I'm going to ask you if you would turn your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, <clears throat> and just hold your place there in Matthew chapter 6. I have kind of toyed around this morning. I'm going to still get you to bring that down just a little bit more for me there if you would, Mr. Kim. I, I've toyed around with a title, you know, they say, well, we have to have a title so when it goes on YouTube and social media, people look it up, they look up the particular title. But I've wrestled with this title because there's so many different um, ways to say what I want to say, but there's also so many different scenarios involved. But what I want to point out this morning is, is that so oftentimes we spend a lot of our time, morning, noon, and night, in the process of trying to obtain success. Now, we all have different analogies of success. To some, it may be, well, just to be happily married would be a success. And that is a, a tremendous success. Some would say, well, if I could just get my, my new home, I could say I'm successful. Or if I just have a, could get a new car, that would be success. And all of these different Things that you are looking to obtain, these are things that God wants us to have because He wants us to have all these things freely to enjoy. You've heard me use the passage of Scripture. He said, I've come that you might have life, John 10, 10, that you might have life. Would you say that if I'm going to have life, I've, in order to have life and to do life, I've got to have some things to go with it? He said, I've come that you might have these things have this life, but he said, I want you to have it more abundantly. In other words, God is not a God of just skimping along, just barely getting by. You say, well, another analogy of success is, well, if I, if I could just have a closet full of brand new clothes to go through the new season, there's nothing wrong with having those new clothes. 
There's nothing at all wrong with that. God wants us to have nice things. God is a God of nice things. I've heard preachers say, if God wasn't interested in nice things, why would he have streets of gold, walls of jasper? Evidently, he's into these nice things. So, but he's placed within you and I this desire to do well, to succeed. And it is a part of your DNA because you were created in the image and likeness of God. And God is not a God of little. God's a God of big. God is a God of more than enough. So in the process of our obtaining these things in life, which God wants us to have, so oftentimes we'll turn to different books. And, and I've read so many of these success books because I want to be a success. And I want to say this this morning. God is interested in you succeeding. He wants you to be successful in the calling and the gifts that he's placed with on you on your life. God wants you to be successful. Success is a part of God's DNA. It's, it's in Him and it's in you and I. And God wants you to do well in life. He wants you to take the gifts and talents. And, you know, I have, I have been around men that were good with tools, good with their hands. I had never really have seemed to done well in that area. I've admired watching guys that are good with their hands and, and in, uh, you know, in construction or in maintenance. And I, that's never been one of my fortes. But I, I enjoy watching it done by someone who has that gift. Because if you'll notice, those that are gifted in that area, it just seems to just flow. They just kind of make it happen. It, it comes together. And the end and the finished product is usually... Very nice. And it just seemed like they didn't toil with it. It seemed like it just flowed with them. But have you ever seen somebody with a, a hammer and a nail that hit this nail more than they hit the nail they were trying to drive in the board? They just weren't skilled. They, weren't, they, were, they were outside of their talented gifting or their... They were just outside of the box. And I have found myself in that area in life. Trying to do something, trying to find success in an area that I was not gifted to do. Now, does it mean that I can't? Sure, if I study and I work at it and I train under these gifted men or women in this area, then I can become gifted and trained and I can succeed with it. But will I be happy doing what I was not gifted to do? Most of the time, we're not. And a lot of people will try to search in life what is, or they may even ask the Lord, Lord, what is my gift? What is my calling? I want to fulfill my purpose here on earth. We all desire to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God for our lives. We want to find, because there's happiness in that. But we find that there's happiness in the kingdom of God. There's peace, there's joy, righteousness, happiness. Come on. That we know it's in the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, your gifts and callings come 
out of the kingdom of God. Now, I've read so many different uh, self-help books in, in, in my lifetime, and I've enjoyed them, and they have been helpful. Some of the books, I wrote down some names, some titles. I uh, don't remember all of the authors, but uh, The Blueprint for Success, The Pattern for Success, Confessions of a Happy Christian, Think and Grow Rich, How to Become a Millionaire, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, Dress for Success, The Power of Positive Thinking. Some of you may have read some of these books. And there's nothing wrong with getting the right mindset to be successful in life. But out of all the books that I've purchased, and I have quite a library. I have so many right now that it just seems like we have another, we have another row of cases in the, in, the, in the house there full of books. Because there just wasn't enough room on the bookshelves anymore. I enjoy studying, I enjoy reading, I enjoy knowing and, and getting acquainted with authors who, who have succeeded, not just in the vocation that I'm a part of, but I love to read autobiographies of men and women who have succeeded in the callings and gifts of God on their life. Because those are encouraging to mankind. But I, I found that in the process of reading all of these books, I never found that it eliminated worry. I never found that it eliminated or eliminated stress. Good books, how to succeed, but I never read where it would Eliminate my anxiety. It didn't take away the fear. We have fear because so oftentimes we're very concerned about certain circumstances, either in our life or one of our family members' lives, or whatever the situation may be. It can bring fear. These self-help books didn't eliminate that fear from me. Worry or stress or anxiety. But it would teach me how to be successful in the direction or the path or the career that I wanted to succeed in. And out of all of those books, I never found what I personally was searching for. It was success of fulfilling that void that only God can feel. I have been blessed, and you've heard me make this statement many times. Kelly and I have been so blessed. We've been blessed to, to, have, uh, to have made money to live in, what was that? House in Florida was $750,000, million dollar home, indoor Olympic sized swimming pool. I've enjoyed these kind of things. Wonderful vacation, staying in nice hotels. I've been blessed to be able to perform um, in concert, to do concerts, Kelly and I, in some of the largest arenas in the United States, and to travel all over into Canada. Those have been good things. They have been enjoyable things. Very enjoyable. But it never brought the completion or the fulfillment 
of what I was looking for. But thank God, I found the book that took away the fear, the anxiety. And it costs less than some of those other books I purchased. It took away the worry. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there to Matthew. I want to I read, starting in verse 25. Chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Well, you know, we could just stop right there and preach on that. He said, don't worry about, don't worry. It reminds me of that song. Don't worry, be happy, don't frown. Pulls everybody down. Don't worry. Huh. Be happy. Uh-huh. Y'all wasn't clapping. You wasn't snapping your fingers. I must not be on the right tempo. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry about your life, what you eat, or what you drink, nor about your body. What you will put on. You see, so oftentimes we read this passage of Scripture and we think, well, God is saying, I, I, don't have to, I, I should not even be concerned in those areas. There's nothing wrong with wanting these things. There's nothing wrong with obtaining these things. But when desiring these things become greater than the desire of God, then they become a stumbling block. Now read with me on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies. Everybody say that. Consider the lilies. Of the field, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30, now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. Therefore, verse 31, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear, or what kind of house should I live in? What kind of car shall I drive? Oh, that's not in there, is that? It means the same thing. You see, we can get caught achieve all of these things. And, and, and God is saying, Jesus is saying here, don't, don't, don't get bent out of shape if you don't happen to have it right now. Don't get frustrated because you haven't obtained it yet. So therefore, don't worry, saying, what shall you eat, what shall you drink, or what shall you wear? Verse 32, for after all these things, the Gentiles, they seek this. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. Now, in my Bible, verse 33, it starts off with this word, but... Now, Jesus is writing this, and Jesus has put his butt there, 
or the but there. And if his but is before the word seek, if he is saying but, there's no room for your but. And I'm not talking about your other, I'm talking about the word but, but your excuse. But you see, God don't understand my situation. But God doesn't understand where I come from. He doesn't understand I wasn't born into a wealthy family. Or I didn't have the privilege of doing this. But, and we go through life frustrated, distraught, anxious, because what we have found out is that because we don't have these things right now, we have a tendency to make an excuse why we don't. And we quit looking to the, the answer as to how we can get them. I want, to, I want to stress the point this morning. God is interested in you having these things. He doesn't want to, you to be in a position or to live in a, in a world of, of worry. Why can't I get this? Or a fear. I'm afraid if I don't get this, if I don't make this amount of money before I reach the age of retirement, I'll, I'll live in poverty. I have talked to people who have, refer, have, have brought these things to my attention. I was, I was uh, visiting with a young man the other day at Burger King, and we were talking about retirement. And we first got to talking about grandchildren. I said, well, I'm fixing to have, and we're fixing to have grandchild number 18. And he says, my goodness, you, you don't look old enough to have 18 grandchildren. And I said, well, how old do I look? And you never ask nobody that because you know they're not going to tell you the truth. Because they've already told you that you don't look young enough. That should have been sufficient. I should have just said, well, thank you. But I, So we got to talking about age. And when, when we started getting in regards to our, what our age bracket was, I asked him, I said, well, then since you are 68 now, I said, I assume you've already retired. So we got to talking about the retirement age. And he was telling me, no, I can't retire because I haven't, I haven't raised enough money or I haven't saved enough money or I haven't invested enough money in order to retire yet. So I said, well, then I take it you're still working. He said, yes, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You see, it's on the hearts and the minds of people to want these things. And there's nothing wrong with having goals and, and, and reaching for success to obtain these things so that you can enjoy a life of retirement. Nothing wrong with that. God wants this. But what God does not want is for us to place all of our worries and anxieties in these things because this is what God, uh, Jesus says. Verse 33, But seek third. Oh, no, seek second. Well, somewhere in life, seek. When you're almost at retirement age, seek. No, it says here, but seek first. First. Before you buy all of these success help books, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, his right way of doing things. 
You see, when it's so plain and it's so simple, and everything that Jesus does is not difficult. I remember when I was in, up in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, there the Methodist school, one of the men said, they were talking about his success in pastoring. He said, they were asking what made him, what caused him to be so successful and have such a wonderful church and a growing church and, and, and all. He says, well, I just keep it simple. He said, nowhere in the Bible did I find that Jesus made it difficult. Yet we make it difficult. We'll spend money we don't have to buy books we don't need. We'll spend money to buy cars that we don't need. Or buy homes that we don't need. Or clothing that we don't need. You say, how do you, how do you know this? The credit card system has put society in a major, major problem. We're in a hole. It's called debt. Because we're striving to get what we think we need, what we think we want, when everything that I just talked about, all these things, all these things, all of them that I talked about, these things, but on those things list is not worry, stress, anxiety, or fear. These things that you don't need, but the things that you have obtained, anxiety, all of these things. He said, except for worry, stress, anxiety, and fear, all these other things, I can give them to you. I want you to have them. Now, if I was to stand up here today and hand, had an envelope, and inside that envelope was $1,000, and I said, now, here's what you're going to have to do to get this $1,000, or whatever it may be inside the envelope. And if I said to you this, in order to get it, I'm going to set it over here on the piano, but you're going to have to learn how to play the piano. Or let's just say it was a it was a envelope that would allow you to be debt free, have millions of dollars given to you to put in your checking accounts. You could have the biggest house you'd ever want, drive the nicest car, everything's in this envelope. It's given to you. But and I say to you this. Well, but you can have that, but you've got to learn to play the piano. You would learn how to play that piano. You would become a master at that piano. You would get so good because you want to make sure that you outdid anybody else that played that so you could get the envelope. You would become an excellent piano player. You would be what they considered a concert piano. In fact, you would probably come up here to show how good you could play it, dressed in a beautiful dress if you're a woman, or if you're a man, you would probably have your tux on. And you would sit down and play and perform to prove to me 
that you were the best at that, you deserve the envelope. You would spend time getting that envelope. You would spend time doing what it was necessary to get what you were wanting. You want the new house. You want to be debt-free. You want to be a multimillionaire. You want to have a closet full of nice clothes. You want, you want, you want. And you will do everything you can to learn how to play that piano to get that envelope. Because in, in that envelope represents everything you want. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things. They'll come along, maybe. No, that's not what it says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of doing things. And all these things will be given or added unto you. But what happens is we decide to settle for less. Well, you know, my old car is not that bad. It gets me there and back. My old house, it's not leaking yet, but it's got in a few more years. It might last longer than me. You see, it's, it's, not, it's not about the fact that it's good enough. But if it was in excellent shape or you had a bigger house or you had a nicer vehicle, then you could give the one you have away and still keep the nice one. Or you could give the nice one away since you're so in love with the old junk. Are you following me this morning? Because if what's happening is we're being stingy and we don't realize it, because we're settling for less than God's best, because if we wanted God's best, that means we could give to others God's best. But we settle for mediocrity. Just my four and no more. I don't really need to make any more than what I'm making right now because, well, I'd just spend it. No, you could invest it into the kingdom of God. There are a lot of people today who are hurting that need financial help. You can say, well, they just need to get up and go to work for it themselves. I'm glad God doesn't see it that way for us. I'm glad he doesn't hold that. Yes, we get up, we get up every morning, we go to work, and we, and we, we, we partake of the, the world system. We go to work and we make a living. But God is saying, I have more than just making a living for you. He's saying, I want you to succeed. But you don't have to buy. And there's nothing wrong with all those good books. They're good. But God is saying, if you will take the time to seek me. Seek. You know what that first word in there is? After the word but. I love how Jesus is. He's, he's, he shares all of this stuff. Consider the lilies. They, toil nor, they don't toil nor spin. Yet they're fed by the master who watches them grow. You and I have an opportunity to allow God to advance us, to move us in 
to a greater way of life so that we can enhance his kingdom. When we first took the church as pastors here, the title of the first message, if I'm not mistaken, and it's been the theme here, is that we are advancing the kingdom of God. How do we do that? You have to advance. You yourself have to advance in the kingdom of God to advance the kingdom of God. You can't advance something that you aren't already a part of. It's like you can't, you can't give something away that you don't have. And so if we're going to advance the kingdom, if, we're going to, if, we're, if our lives are going to bring others into the kingdom of God, you know what I have found? That I, this is what I have found. Some pastors and I were talking one day, and we were, we were, we were talking about winning the loss. And, and in order to win the loss, the loss need to see something in you that they want. And a lot of times they're not looking, and I know this for a reality, they're not looking for Jesus. Are you listening? They're not looking for Jesus. The world is looking for success. The best example of who Jesus is, and Jesus is success. He is a success. He is the greatest success. If they can see you and I succeeding, that will draw them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You said it sounds like you're you're focused on getting all of these things in life. No, I just know that if that if that if these all of these things, if you're desiring these things, it's good to desire them. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Over in Psalms chapter 37, I believe it is. He said, I'll give, you, I'll give you the desires of your heart. But Jesus is saying right here, all you got to do is just seek me. Just seek me. And he's not looking for a Sunday morning seeker. He's not looking for a Wednesday night seeker. Or Sunday night seeker. A once in the morning seeker. He's looking for it. You know what it is to seek God? You know what turns God on? It's when all day, every day, we're seeking to know Him. We're seeking to fellowship with Him. It's one thing to have a relationship with God. It's a whole lot more to have fellowship with God. Having fellowship. I have a relationship with, 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 uh, with Kelly. And that's good. But when we have fellowship, it's even better. We're fellowshipping. You know what? I'm feeding off her. She's feeding off of me. It's a fellowship. We're communing. Problem with a lot of marriages today is there's no communication. It's amazing. We were sitting at Applebee's here a while back, and Kelly and I were looking. This couple we had heard by the, where the, wait, the waitress said, Oh, and that sweet couple over there, they're on their anniversary. You remember that? They were on the anniversary. Anniversary night, sitting there. And you know what? Both of them, they were on their phones. And the whole time we sat there for dinner, they were on their phones. I don't recall them ever looking at each other. They were just... I wanted to get up, and I wanted to go over and wish them a happy anniversary. 
and grab their phones and put it in their drinks and say, talk, communicate. God is saying to you and I, now listen, turn off the cell phone, turn off the TV. Spend some time with me. Seek me. First. Not second. I know I get to it with Kelly. First thing she gets up in the morning is usually at 5 6 o'clock. I can go within about two minutes. Once she gets up, I can find her. She's laying on the couch. She's got this little, uh, what do you call it? Blanket. Real soft, fuzzy blanket. She's got it laying out across her. She's stretched out on the couch. And she's either got it on pray, pr- pr- prayer music. And she's praying and, and praying to the Lord, or she's reading scriptures, or she's texting a message to somebody like Miss Susan. Or Miss Susan is texting Kelly. You say, well, they're using their phones. Yeah, but they're, but, they're, but they're fellowshipping. But it didn't come before they had time to spend time with the word, in the Word. They were, with, they were with the Lord. Are y'all following me this morning? He's just saying, give me some time. First. Not second. We're putting God on second base and third base. And we wonder why we're never getting a home run in life. Because nobody ever gets to first. And you can't have a home run if you skip first, go to second and third, and then home plate. You have to tag that first base. You've got to tag it. It's called first. First things first. We was reading this scripture. I'm going to ask Kelly to come up here. I want to, I, want to sing, I want to sing a song. I know you're saying, oh, he's a singing preacher. Oh, well. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the fields, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. I want Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.